Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, coming at you on Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. Today we are reviewing our second ever horror film, I guess third if we count Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Third straight week we mentioned that movie, Firestarter, <laughs> the 1984 remake, which I didn't know this until I was watching this film, Ty. Drew Barrymore starred in that. Really? She was the titular Firestarter. That makes sense. I don't remember her name off the top of my head in, during this intro, but... Um, Char- Charlie. Charlie, yes, you're correct. Um, we did not get a Drew Barrymore cameo in this film. Um, it's a Stephen King novel or short story, something Stephen King related. Uh, one of the many books, novels, short stories, whatever it is that they turn into a film. Yep. Cult. Cla- I don't want to say cult classic. It's not Carrie's level of classic, but it is a remake, just like they remade Carrie, and it was bad a few years ago. They remade this, and um, it might just be bad. I, I don't think the original is a cult classic. It has a 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think That's anyone. That's the definition liked it. of a cult classic. No, cult classics it's a movie bad, that... but bad receptive back then. But now people are starting to like it. Does anyone like this movie? I don't know. The they made another one with Zac Efron. Okay, let's get into the show. Percent of the time, it works every time. Don Samos. What? We just become best friends. Yep. I'm so good. I'm not fucking leaving. Okay, before we jump into Firestarter, I just want to do um, not a warning, but an announcement at the beginning of this. Not really an announcement that kind of builds it up like it's too much. After the review, we are going to do a top five superpowers we'd want to have draft because this girl in the family had superpowers, kind of? Yep. Um, so if you don't want to listen to us shit on a really bad movie, you can fast forward or just support us and listen to us shit on a really bad movie. I feel like the, when we shit on movies, that's probably the best listens. I don't know, man. Many Saints in Newark decoding the, <laughs> the, the family tree of the Sopranos. That was the best. <laughs> but that's like you can't compare everything to our peak. Yeah, that's true. Firestarter, 12% in Rotten Tomatoes, 46 audience score. Tyler, do you have a synopsis well, for well, us? Just time out a minute, Jay. We got a trailer to talk about. Oh, okay. Go right ahead. We got the She-Hulk trailer. 
That's MCU news. Yeah, I just are you wa- being sexist? I, I just watched it like four minutes ago. I already forgot about it. Yeah, I w- ten I mean, episodes. She Hulk has been the thing I'm most excited about because Hulk has always been my second favorite superhero behind Spider Man. Um, and I hate what they did with Professor Hulk. And we saw in the Shang Chi end credit scene that it's not Professor Hulk anymore. Um, However, it very much is in this trailer. So how did this happen? Who knows? We also get an abomination. Yep. And then we had Abomination and Wong obviously doing things. Shang-Chi. Do we get Wong in this? Maybe. Dude, what if like Abomination becomes a hero because they just like punt on Bruce Banner? Like he gets the Hulk out of him and then he's just regular Bruce Banner, but then they like turn Abomination good and that's like the new Hulk. I don't think comic book fans would be very happy with that. I think that's like Hulk's number one villain. I don't think he's ever good. What the fuck is he seems Wong like doing the villain, with him then? He seems like the villain in this still. What the fuck is Wong doing then? Are we sure Wong's good? I don't know anymore. <laughs> um, thoughts on the series, though, Ty, from this initial trailer? Uh, yeah, I mean, they changed the name from She-Hulk to She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Yeah. Um, I Look, man, this is... First off, the CGI looks like absolute dog shit. Yeah, there's parts where it's just her painted, like if she's sitting down or something, like you don't see her full size. And it's just very much her painted... But then they take that body paint, they take the Gamora body paint, and they add a little bit of CGI, and it looks a little wonky. (laughs) It looks atrocious. Maybe it's just the trailer. Maybe it'll be more refined when the series comes out. I would hope so, but their series haven't had the best CGI here recently. The texting from Hawkeye? Yeah. Um, I don't even know if that's necessarily CGI, but it's terrible. (laughs) It's not, but yeah, it looked looked really rough, but... Um, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what this show like how they do it like if they take it serious or if it's just a fun 10 episode like hey here's a new character it's shorter episodes you get more of them we're just kind of gonna fuck that's around. how it feels to me yeah and I'm, sure that's fine it but, feels like yeah it'll be like you said it is 10 episodes and it feels like it's gonna be shorter it's just gonna be kind of nine episodes it's gonna be a little fun It'll probably lead into whatever they're doing with Abomination and obviously Bruce Banner potentially transforming to just Bruce Banner or hopefully, fingers crossed, old school fucking Hulk. Yeah. Go back to the good old days. Theory. Abomination is just fucking everyone up. This would be kind of bad. It's a show about She-Hulk and if Abomination, like She-Hulk can't beat Abomination, they need Bruce Banner to fix it. But I'm just saying, Abomination wrecking shit and Bruce Banner's like, all right, I got to bring the old guns back. Somehow separates himself. We never found out how he... It was just like, you know, they just said off, you know, in Avengers Endgame, just like, oh, I did this, whatever. Yeah, off screen. Yeah. And um, then again, off screen, Shang-Chi, he shows up as regular Bruce Banner. <laughs> and now off screen, he is back to being Professor Hulk. <laughs> yeah, very confusing timeline. Um, But I'm just hoping maybe he's like, all right, I got to bring the old guns back. Got to unseparate us. Yeah. Hulk's back, baby. Because they had magic with Thor Ragnarok. And they just fucked it up. Yeah, I'm... <sighs> I'm hoping he's the B plot. I'm hoping he's the B plot plot, and we get some Hulk redemption arc kind of going on here, where he's Can not I just the really get a shitty. Hulk scene where he's smashing everything. That'd be Is great. that too much to ask in a She Hulk series? Yeah, it'd be fantastic. That's gonna be that's gonna be like what the show hinders on that tie. Mm. If I don't get a Hulk smash or a She Hulk smash, I don't discriminate. Yeah, I'm. It's not gonna be a good series. That's the whole purpose of Hulk, and they lost focus. I mean, that's his. That is his number one thing. It's like Iron Man without the suit. Let's yeah. make a whole Iron Man movie where he doesn't have the suit half the time. Yeah. Oh, wait. They kind of did do that. Iron Man 3. Yeah. 
It's the worst one. It's the worst one. <laughs> um, do we get Daredevil? She-Hulk, attorney at law, Daredevil, very much in the MCU, very much as a lawyer still. Is this a moment where we get a little bit more of him and we see what their plans are for his future? Okay, my theory now is, and you're going to have to rem- remind me that I um, said this, is they're going to like mention his name mm-hmm. and fans going to be like, oh, he's showing up, but he's never going to show up. Oh, Just his name is going to show up yeah. and it's going to piss people off. Just like, like, so they'll work mention him, him into it. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, attorney blah, blah, blah was on this case. Now you're on it or whatever. Yeah. Or, or, attorney blah, blah, blah was supposed to be on this, but he won't actually show up. Just like a throwaway line? Yeah. Yeah. And then people will be like, oh, Daredevil, next scene or next episode. Confirmed. New rock stars. <laughs> YouTube videos are just going to be fucking blowing up left and right. Um, it, it starts August 17th. So we have Miss Marvel starting June 8th. We have about three weeks until that kicks off. That runs for about a month and a half. A month and a half, exactly. Or five weeks, I think, technically. I don't know. Six episodes. It's six weeks. Is it a double drop? One and two on the same day? Five well, weeks? June 8th to July 13th. I don't know. And then She-Hulk runs from August 17th to October 12th. Feels like a long time. That's it almost does. two months. Yeah. I don't know. What do we have on the on the docket after She-Hulk? Uh, untitled Halloween special, October 2022. That feels in post-production. like we've heard. It's in post-production? Yeah. I've heard nothing Directed about Directed by Michael Giacchino. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And then uh, Secret Invasion and Ironheart. Are... Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Armor Wars, Untitled Wakanda series are the next four that are on this. And I... Future Loki season two, which we talked about last episode. That's in pre-production right now. Echo is in filming right now. Um, Echo is obviously the girl from Hawkeye. Um, it it seems like it's planning to be released in 2023. Agatha House of Harkness, you know, we don't know when it's going to come out. Spider-Man Freshman Year, which is like an animated thing. Marvel Zombies, which is probably an animated thing. Daredevil Reboot, I don't know how true all this is. Okay. Untitled Nova series. Oh, we also have What If Season 2. Yeah, that makes sense. In production, so. Um, I didn't, I honestly forgot about this, too. Any more thoughts before we move on from She-Hulk? No. Secret Invasion. Yep. The next show they released uh, takes place during the blip. Huh. During the uh I thought the I thought it was going to be building off of the whole Samuel L. Jackson Nick Fury in space. Another thing they just have shown and kind of let it linger out there and haven't come back to it yet, you know, all the the six different things they're yeah. lingering. <laughs> I think that is going to When does that take place? takes place far from home. That's after the blip. Yes, after the blip. So I think that's going to explain why he's in space. Nick Fury did get blipped, though. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's the building of the, the scrolls kind of doing what they do, and then when Nick Fury comes back, he's kind of welcomed into it. I'm so confused. The show will be... Explore events that happen during the blip period. Though it doesn't sound like the show will be set entirely at that point in the MCU timeline. It's going to be the show premise is going to be the lead scroll. I don't remember his name. It's Talos. Going, Talos is going to be telling Nick Fury everything that happened during the blip. And the whole series will be his narrating of like stories that happened. Mm. It'll be like story time with Talos. Yeah. He'll, just, he'll be like just in a very large red chair next to a fireplace. Or it'll be like Iron Man 3 where the post credit scene was him. Pretty much telling the Hulk. therapy session. Yeah, with Bruce Banner. Okay, fuck yeah. They're going to pull that old rabbit out of the hat again. I um, My theory, 
Talos is Nick Fury in, in Far From Home. Mm-hmm. I think Nick Fury didn't get blipped. Okay. Are you just saying that now because I said Nick Fury got blipped and you didn't remember he got blipped, so now you're trying to pivot yep. to explain why Nick Fury would be in this? Yep. That was Talos who got <laughs> blipped, not Nick Fury. How? It, but Talos wouldn't have known about the Captain Marvel thing. Nick Fury told him. <laughs> Simple as that, dog. <laughs> I Why mean, he decided to leave a very important pager with the scroll? <laughs> We're gonna find out in Secret Invasion. All right, Ty, just don't get your hopes up for this, like you did the uh, aerospace engineer. I won't talk about that. That was a sad time. Firestarter. I, yeah, that's, that's, you got the synopsis for us. <sighs> Firestarter, twenty twenty two. Just want to. Just want to. Not nineteen eighty four. A couple desperately try to hide their daughter, Charlie, from a shadowy federal agency that wants to harness her unprecedented gift for turning fire into a weapon of mass destruction. Her father taught her how to defuse her power, but as Charlie turns 11, the fire becomes harder and harder to control. When a mysterious operative finally finds the family, he tries to seize Charlie once and for all, but she has other plans. So, originally 1984 film, that one got a 3753 37 tomato 57 audience 53 audience um somehow the movie got two hours short or 20 minutes shorter Mm. um and it's based on stephen king's 1980 novel of the same name she has pyrokinesis just like carrie you familiar with carrie you ever seen it carrie yeah what's that on is that a show no it's a like an old school 80s horror movie that they remade i had to watch it for my film class not to brag i was in a film class not scary at all it's pretty much like – no, I didn't watch my film class. I watched it in my women's study class. I took a culture class about women's studies. Fuck yeah, Jay. And um, the film pretty much is like – it's kind of like a um, – it's not like Turning Red, but it's like Turning Red where it kind of deals with menstruation. And she's kind of getting – she's like bullied and everything. And like she has a super religious mother who says she's from the devil because she starts like having her period or whatever and like – her mother super protective. All this stuff happens. All leads up to the end where she gets pig blood dumped on her at the prom because she wins prom queen. Everyone set her up just so they could dump pig blood on her. And then she goes ape shit. Like they tease that she has pyrokinesis the whole time. And then she just goes ape shit. And she like – I think she has telekinesis and pyrokinesis. I don't know. And she just like kills everyone. And that's it. That's like the only horror of the movie. John Travolta's in it. Yeah. I mean you're you sound real snobby right now. Have you ever seen The Rage? Carrie 2? No. It's a 1999 film. Um, they remade it in 2013, though, and it was like another film, which I'll circle back to Carrie um, because this film reminded me a lot of that film. Okay, yeah. Even though it's this is the newer version. Um, Stephen I took King, Stephen King ahead, listed on the Google cast for Carrie. I don't know how accurate that is, but I feel like maybe inspiration from this Firestarter novel that this is based on. Is Stephen King, like, is he overrated? Yeah, probably. I'm trying to think of like all the movies. I mean, Stephen King, he he wrote Carrie. I feel like all his shit is like kind of the same stuff, just slightly different. That's fair. I can't say I'm a big Stephen King fan. Well, I'm trying to think. So it is probably his most. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna go on um, all Stephen King movies ranked on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, not loading hold on but fire them off it is probably the most famous obviously number one is the original carry 93 which that came out in 1976 it's not that good it's just kind of mid 
Well, it's just it was kind of revolutionary for the time, I think. Uh, so I think it's one of those kind of deals. Yeah. Number two, The Shawshank Redemption. Didn't know that was Stephen King. But is that like loosely based? Like, is he getting way too much credit for that? I don't know. I thought he only wrote horror. The Shawshank Redemption. Based on the 1982 Stephen King novella, Rita Hayworth and Shawshank Redemption. What's a novella? It's a Uh, short book. I know a telenovela is like a Mexican drama. Number two, number three, Stand By Me. Number four, Misery. Number five, The Dead Zone. Number six, It, 2017. The Shining. Okay, so maybe we're being a little unfair to Mr. The Shining, okay. The Green Miles in there. No, I'll say it. The Mist. He's over it. Really? Yeah. Good ending to The Mist. Never seen the movie, but I know it has a pretty cool ending. (laughs) Exact same thing. Never watched it, but the ending very much intrigues me to where I feel like I've watched it. (laughs) Um, he's got a 0% graveyard shift. Um, num- uh, his second worst is Lawn- Lawnmower Man 2, Beyond Cyberspace. Lawnmower that- Man be- Lawnmower got a Man sequel. In cyberspace? Beyond cyberspace. <laughs> Where? What is he mowing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so intrigued by this. <laughs> I want to watch this movie. If we ever go back to having to watch like really shitty movies, um, this this is on the Lawnmower Man Two Beyond Cyberspace. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Okay, I'm down with this it. This seems like a blast. I'm down with it. <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. Um, oh, the graphics look so bad. Yeah, it's 1996. Ty, um, do you want? I took notes in this. Do you want my notes interwoven throughout, or do you want all my notes right off the rip? Uh, let's let's do some talking point. Unless you feel like one very much relates to a certain category on our patent pending movie scale, let's just right off the rip. It'll start some conversation on it, and then we'll give us some scores. All right. Well, my first thing. It's kind of like chronological order. It's not a lot of notes. It's about eight notes. I'm uh, hold on. Prediction. I burst into laughing when the baby caught on fire. My first note is, what is that thing that swings above the the cradle or the oh fucking. I don't I don't even think that like I'm looking through like the the file like the files in my brain for that word. I don't know what aisle it's on. <laughs> let alone which filing cabinet. Um the spinning thing above Okay, I just want to know what it's called. A nursery mobile? What? Mobile. Mobile? It's a mobile. Baby mobile. Crib mobiles. Crib mobile, whatever. Um the crib mobile is on fire. I don't think that's that can't be right. So the crib mobile is on fire, right? Yeah. What does Zac Efron do? Punches it so it falls onto his child. Yeah, straight <laughs> into the crib. <laughs> what, what parent reacts to that? Especially one that has powers, obviously. He has the powers. The thing's on fire. He fucking punches it, and it falls onto the baby. He wanted to punch fire. <laughs> what? He thought the best way to fight fire is with fire. He fucking punched it. Um, and then I wrote, fakest baby noises ever. Okay. Yep. Um And then, yeah, when the baby bursts on, I didn't write that down, but when it just burst into flames. I laughed. It looked so <laughs> bad. And I was like, what the fuck? Me too. It, it got the movie off on a good foot for exactly what to expect. Yeah, for sure. Um, My next note was when he was talking to the girl in the quit, when he, she was trying to quit smoking and yep. he like mind yep. controlled, Um, they completely went against the rule of thirds. Her face was on the right side of the screen facing right. Also had a horrible cut. Looks like crap. Hmm. It did look like crap. I also love how she's like, wow, I feel so much better. I'm much more positive. Like, you, you're, it's been like 10 seconds. <laughs> He's got powers, bro. 
I, it was ridiculous. Um, I'm just going to read them all to you. Yeah, fire off. Um, next note, this little girl sucks at acting. Yeah, <laughs> so, not great. So that might give you a, a, a yeah. preview into what I'll give. Really not great. Um, this cat scene is horrible. There was zero chance that cat would live through that first burn. They did that like three times where she like cooks someone and it's like, you better cook them all the way. <laughs> Two notes later, what is up with people surviving half, getting half their body burned? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You survived. That happened at least two or three times, right? Um, but follow up the cat scene. Um, Zach Efron telling her good job. I just put then he tells her good job. Uh, question mark um, exclamation point for killing yeah. the cat off. Yeah, like you did something bad, but you at least finished what you started, and that for that I'm proud. Um, probably my favorite note. Great punch. Great in all caps. This is my favorite part of the movie. Great punch attempt by Irv when he was drunk and he saw the news. Oh thing. yeah. Much more realistic than Clint Eastwood. <laughs> because at least this old man slow punch, Zach Efron easily dodged and just, just threw him to the side. Yeah, he just stepped to the side. Like, what the fuck are you doing? It was the man? exact same Clint Eastwood punch, but it was done much more realistic, and I appreciated it. I, I, I apologize. This man's name was Irv, right? I think so, yeah. Irv versus Clint Eastwood in that one movie. Those Cry characters. Cry Macho. It's probably Clint Eastwood because he obviously beat up that younger kid, so... What if her sober? Very drunk in this scene. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I just... He's drunk. We don't know his full capabilities. <laughs> and I've seen Clint Eastwood's, like, the peak of his performance. I think Irv could take him. I, that was the first thing I thought of was that Cry Macho scene. Still an absolute all-time favorite movie moment for me in a god-awful film. It's fantastic. Okay, just quick question. I think that needs to be in our intro can I get creative permission to absolutely? The, wow, old man, you're fast. <laughs> you yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, It'd be fantastic. I gotta find the clip. I'm okay. really looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, Zach Efron versus actor John Beasley and actor Clint Eastwood in a two-on-one cage match. I'm telling you, man, Clint Eastwood. He no, 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 no not, is... not fictional Clint Eastwood, where he's writing himself, real life. Oh, Zach Efron mopped the floor with both of them. Both of them, right? Yeah. How long does the fight go before both of them? Are either tapped out or knocked out. Over or under two minutes. Oh, under. I'm thinking over under 30 seconds. Okay. Clint Eastwood can't take a punch from Zach no Efron. Fucking chance. Zach Efron's Jack. <laughs> I think too. he'd kill him. He, I, yeah. Zach Efron was in Baywatch, Ty. Yeah, he looked fucking Don't great. Forget. Do you see the show where he like traveled around the world and did like crazy shit in different countries? No. He gets shirtless in that a lot for no reason, and he's just fucking. No, there's ripped. a reason. He's Zach Efron. <laughs> that's the reason. That's, that's his bread and butter. That's how he stays making projects. Good for him, though. He's actually had a career. I mean, you think of, like, Vanessa Hudgens a little bit, but not nearly as much. Ashley Tisdale, no. What's Vanessa Hudgens doing nowadays? Uh, I'm getting her nudes leaked online. That was, that like, was 10 years ago. That was so long ago. <laughs> um, um, Vanessa Hudgens' most recent. Corbin Blue. What the fuck is he doing yeah. nowadays? Other than going back to the fucking High School Musical to show the musical to show the musical. Is he in that? I think he's supposed to be. In, like, the next season. I don't know if the next season's come out yet, but he's confirmed that he's going to be in it playing. Are you familiar with High School the Musical, the show, the musical? Yeah. Kind of oh. kind of confusing. Um, so he's playing himself. He's playing Corbin Blue, I believe. Okay. Cause oh. It's, it's a high school. Time out. Is he playing the character in High School Musical, or is he playing himself who played the character in High School Musical? I think musical? he's playing himself who played the character, because I think the point of the show, High School the Musical, the show, the musical, starring Clint Eastwood, is um, it's a high school putting on High School Musical. It's a show about a high school, like Sultana, 
mm-hmm. who is doing a production of High School Musical, the musical, because they made a musical after High School the Mus after that was based on the High School the Musical movie. <laughs> However, the show itself is a High School Musical about High School Musical the musical. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So Corbin Blue's going to come in as himself, probably mentoring the guy who plays whatever Corbin Blue's character is in the original High School. The we're musical getting movie. a we're getting a Nicholas Cage is Nick Cage situation <laughs> with Corbin Blue. I think so. Corbin Blue is Corbin Blue. I oh. Yeah, pretty much. I, that show makes no fucking sense I, to me. Shout out to the name, though. That's something I would come up with. <laughs> <laughs> like, High School Musical, the musical, the musical. <laughs> like, it makes no fucking sense, and Disney greenlit it somehow. Um, my final um, note was definitely an 80s, quote, horror movie. The genre simply isn't the same, and this doesn't stand up. Movies have unquestionably gotten better. Yeah, no and, doubt. And the reason I say this is because I relate it to Carrie is like, Back then, you know, obviously you had Star Wars and whatnot, which I think this, the original Star Wars movies are good. I'm not going to go down that path right now. No, but still hold up. There's like – it was the the visual effects that is what got people. Yeah. There was so such a low bar. Like Carrie, there's that final scene where she uses telekinesis and she like – I think she lights herself on fire. She lights someone else on fire. I don't know. And I'm sure back then in 1984 when Drew Barrymore fucking does that thing and they just give someone a, a fire suit and they light them on fire, people were like, oh, shit. It looks like they're actually on fire because they probably were actually yeah. on fire back then. And I think they did they the just same. They stunt men like a pack of cigarettes a day. Yeah. And I think they just did the same kind of practical effects here. And I think that's what made those films, maybe not this one because the original wasn't even lauded that much, but made them so beloved. Now you're remaking them and it's like, okay, the story's not that great. It's not that scary. And now the visuals aren't impressive anymore. So it's just kind of like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know any like it. I mean, I never saw the original it. I've never seen the new it. That shit's too scary for me. Okay. But they obviously did something that works because people really liked the remade it. Well, it's good acting uh, compared to this. The story is kind of a little bit better, and they use visual effects instead of everything looking shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to think of like. I, I don't know if, like, Nightmare on Elm Street falls in this category or if maybe Nightmare on Elm Street slash Friday the 13th were kind of, like, the gateway to the modern horror film. Um, Nightmare – not Nightmare the 13th. Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm trying to see when it came out. It's Friday the 13th is the one you're thinking of. A Nightmare on Elm Street and then, yeah, Friday the 13th. So that came out in 1984 as well. So that actually doesn't make sense to me. Because I was thinking maybe that came out in, like, the 90s, and that was the gateway from a movie like Firestarter to, like, a mo- like a true horror film. Yeah. But, no, this came out the same year. This also got a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, so. Yeah. I don't know. No, I think this movie just sucked, and they were like, hey, let's try again. And they're like, oh, shit, maybe it just sucks. It's kind of like X-Men, The Dark Phoenix, where, like, they did that storyline in, like, early 2000s, and they're like, wow, we fucked it up. Let's try again. And they tried again. And they just can't get it right. They just can't figure out how to tell this story. So maybe it's not the whole genre, and maybe I'm being a little unfair, because there are cult classics like The Evil Dead and stuff like that, but who knows if they Evil remade it. way different than this, though. I don't, I don't even fucking know I'm just that. looking up popular 1980s horror films. But there definitely is this kind of genre of, like, Firestarter, Carrie, maybe even Poltergeist. Like, was the new Poltergeist any good? That was, I, I watched that in theaters. Very forgettable. I don't remember a single thing about it. I didn't go. 30% are on tomatoes. So. Has there been other successful. Excuse me. Sorry. Like horror 
like 80, 70s, 80s horror movies that got remade. Besides outs- it, I don't know. because like none think, come to mind. You think of all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies they've made. They've made fucking 10 of them, I think. Yeah. There's the one. Have you? I haven't seen it, but my dad was watching it one night when I still lived way back, like high school days. And the the the, the, the premise blew my mind because it was some shit we would have thought of. Okay. It was, it was something around the lines of like the newest movie whenever it came out, 2005, whatever it was, um, was about – like a psychiatrist, like someone it was, it existed in this universe where they knew that a nightmare on Elm street was a movie. You know what I mean? So like they knew it was all fake, but then Freddy Krueger went from the movie world into this new quote unquote real world kind of deal. You know what I mean? They did one of those. They like broke the fourth wall in the movie. Yes. So like the actors in the movie, the fourth wall got broken for them, but not the audience. Pretty much, yeah. But they are the audience. But they pretty much are supposed to be in like our quote unquote world where Nightmare on the Elm Street is fake. It was something like that. That's pretty fucking sick. Isn't that something we would fucking 100%, do? Hundred percent, yeah. Um, I don't hate it. I'm trying to. I can't. I, I don't. I'm trying to find a list of Nightmare on Elm Street movies, but I don't even count those necessarily though, because like it's not like they. Did it once and then tried again. Like they've consistently made those movies. Like Rocky. <laughs> How many Rockies are there? A lot. Um, so there was a new. I I forgot this came out in 2010. They remade Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They just keep like consistently making those movies. But they remade it. Remade it. Like they Rocky. remade the first one. Five Rocky Balboa in 2006. If you count Creed, lots of Rocky movies. Yeah. Um, no, they remade the Nightmare on Elm Street in 2010. It wasn't a continuation; it was a remake. Fifteen percent like on Rotten Tomatoes. There's a reboot of the franchise. Yes, Ooh. Um, not great. I'm trying to look at the other ones. There's Freddy vs. Jason. That's like the MCU before the MCU. Yeah. Wes Craven's New Nightmare is that the one I'm thinking of? Um, a meta slasher film. Yeah, it's got. <laughs> It's not part of the same continuity as previous films. Instead, portraying Freddy Krueger as a fictional movie villain who invades the real world and haunts the cast and crew involved in the making of the films about him. So it's even more meta. Yeah. (laughs) Not only is he in the real world, he's fucking up the real world's production of his fake world. Yeah. They created that monster. (laughs) Oh, wait. That was actually the tagline. (laughs) Did we write this? You know, if this was if that didn't exist and this randomly came up in another podcast, we'd be calling ourselves geniuses. Like, this is yeah, such a new and innovative idea. Hundred <laughs> percent. And I'm I'm sitting here thinking it is a pretty innovative idea. I like it. You know what our next innovative idea is? Freddy Krueger haunts himself. Oh shit! Story about self self love, <laughs> like Loki. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a never ending circle. Like Freddy Krueger is a real guy who gets hunted by Freddy Krueger, who traumatizes him, turns him into Freddy Krueger. Yeah. And then it's just like so it's it's, it's like Groundhog Day. No. Well, the same thing keeps happening. It's not the same day. Okay, yeah. Until he learns to fix himself, like Groundhog Day, break the cycle. Let's, yeah. And I don't know how will he fix himself. Well, I mean, we. It's just a it's just a rough. That's just an <laughs> elevator pitch. We don't have to have the full script yet. <laughs> Firestarter, do you want to get into the movie? <laughs> The patent pending move ring scale tie. Let's talk about it. Firestarter, um, plot slash story, Jay. What'd you give it? I gave this a Cinco. Ooh. First ever Spanish uh, number I've ever said in the scale. It's incredible. I gave this a five because it still had a story. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah. it, it had a, a point A to point B to a point C, I guess. It was, it was very predictable. Some things did, like, 
didn't confuse me, but seemed very pointless. Like the whole point of them stopping at that house, that herbs house, yeah. even though it had my favorite scene <laughs> besides the baby bursting into flames. Like there was no point in it. And that felt exactly like a scene in a book where they went to the house and there was more character development yeah, these and characters all this got stuff. fleshed out there. But in this, they were there for five minutes and it was kind of pointless. Yeah. Um, besides Irv just getting mad and then apologizing, then getting mad again and apologizing. That was like the the only character growth we had from Irv who just did the same thing twice. Irv was a, an angry alcoholic. <laughs> yes, he was. But <laughs> it wasn't super confusing. I didn't think it was convoluted. It just was very simple, and that's why it's all the way down at a five. Yeah, I give it a four. I'm one point lower than you. Um, I, I agree, and I, we'll talk about it in, in some of the other categories, but like the score and the dramatic moments – it was like every eight minutes, it would be like tense music. What's going to happen? Okay, something happened. Moving on. Tense music. <laughs> and it's just like, no, it was just exhausting. Yeah. It's just like, what? yeah, there's a point A to point B, but it was just like, I feel like they were just trying to do what it, like this was a fucking one page story that they had to try and figure out an entire movie about. So I have a feeling we're going to differ a little bit on a future category. Nothing here got a good score, but I feel like I will give a future category a little bit more love than you just based on what you just said. Okay. But yeah, this, the story is just very shallow and very like, I don't know, maybe when you're reading it and you can imagine it more and everything, it's like, okay. And you could flush it out more. Obviously I haven't read the fucking Firestarter book. I'm never going to. Um, but I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, it it came and went, dude, this could have been an episode, a 45 minute episode of a TV show and been the exact same thing. Yeah, they should have done, what's that one fucking trippy alternate reality Black Mirror? Okay. Could have made this a 40-minute Black Mirror episode. Been much more successful. Isn't that more like technology? I, I don't fucking know. They do a lot of shit. Never seen Black Mirror. They had the one thing where they made a president fuck a pig. <laughs> they broadcasted on national television. I think it's like the first one. Nice. <laughs> That's what I, It doesn't have to be. I don't know. That kind of vibe, though. <sighs> Would have worked much better. And this movie was already very short. Hour and a half. And I'm thankful for it. Did it get the full 130? 134? Okay. That, I think, was like five minutes of credits, though. Yeah. No, it's it's a you're in, you're out. I'm thankful for that. Yeah. If, I can only imagine they what the score They knew this movie be. was shit. Yeah. They, that's why they released it on streaming with the, the box office. Yeah. Yeah. I think there may have been some lawsuits for the people <laughs> who paid for a ticket. <laughs> um, visual cinematography tie. <sighs> I gave this a two. Really? I gave it that low. Yeah. Okay. Just give it a one. <laughs> no, I mean, I gave it a four. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, when I'm thinking about this, like, sometimes with my scale, I've admitted to doing this, it almost sometimes operates on, like, a two to 18 scale because it's, like, those absolutes are kind of, like, hard to, like, it's hard to give a one. Yeah. And, like, I was thinking about this film, and it's like, why wouldn't I give this a one? Break it down. And the only thing I had was Irv's punch. And that was <laughs> – and that's what gave it a point. Um, but, like, the the fire the, – the practical fire on the arms, like, yeah, it looked fake, but I think that was supposed to be a nod to the original way they did it. So I didn't necessarily, like, hate the practical. The mom got fire on her arms, even yeah. though she laid down like she was dying teased the death and then she was just perfectly fine yeah that was <laughs> right after wild just um, a wild move to just lay there like you're dead <laughs> <laughs> when you just you just have severe burns um but like that and then like when the guy gets half his body torched didn't look good nope 
the cat didn't look good. I kind of was pissed that they burnt a cat. Like you have a movie about a, a thing that can that can burn things, and you didn't utilize it at all. The dramatic score. I might have given it a tiny bit of love in a future category. It was annoying. The lighting in this film was just inconsistent and bad. There were shots that looked very pale, like at Irv's house, my guy Irv, and then there was dark shots, and there was just no cohesion in the cinematography. And then I was going to mention something else. Oh, and then just like the the fundamental technical shit, like the camera cuts and the like, and, and the, the shot fucking framing, rule of like thirds said, and yeah. shit like that. Like it was just you watch this. And as much as we've kind of shit on um, Doctor Strange the last two, three weeks, it's just such a different, like, beast. And obviously, Doctor Strange has a fucking $500 million budget. Not that high, but... <laughs> yeah. It, but it's like, Doctor Strange is a movie, even though it's not a horror movie, where Sam Raimi took kind of the, the tropes of the genre and turned it into some really cool things. And this turned some of the tropes of the genre and just made it look like shit. Yeah, there's levels to this. Yeah. And this ain't this ain't it. Um, no. I give it a four. I like that they tried the practical stuff at points. Like, I'm going to give you some love for trying to make something look classic, especially when you're trying to do this. The, like, when you're looking at her and it's all fucking C. It could have looked, it didn't look like a CW, like, DC show. Like, The Flash or, mm-hmm. like, that CGI that bad. Didn't look, you know, so that's fine. The baby bursting into flames. <laughs> I, I, I laughed. I laughed out loud. And most everything else looked awful. Yeah, man. You touched on all the points. The technical stuff was bad. The score was just, we're going to differ. Let me tell you, Mike, we're going to differ. Because the score was just so consistent that it loses all of the effect. (laughs) Um, Trying to see who this is. Oh, Keith Thomas is who directed this. He is known for nothing. Stinkers? No, I I don't know any of the other movies he's He's directing. He's directing Guillermo de Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh, that's a television series. Um, the Vigil, that's it. And Arc Arcane, which is a short film. Yeah, like all this. Stuff. He's very new. Yeah, but not a great start. I I would argue a terrible start. Even worse, considering um, that he stated, Mr. Keith Thomas stated, according to Wikipedia, quote, in May 2022. So not that long. Ago, this month. This month. Oh, there are ongoing discussions to possibly expand the film into a franchise, acknowledging that this may be in the form of a sequel prequel or spin-off media there's a zero percent chance they make anything else off of this i mean they can't mr thomas right? your film was horrible yeah they just can't watch them make like firestarter 2 and it's just like fucking amazing they just can mr thomas and it's fucking awesome <laughs> just the most <laughs> incredible resurgence to a franchise ever um key elements tie hmm. yeah What'd i'll start get? i give it a three okay it's just really bad. It's it tries to be dramatic really and, and tie you in. Cinematography, yeah. And every it's just like I said, it's every five minutes to where you lose all fucking like, oh, it's, it's spooky. What's gonna happen? Like, pick and choose your moments. If you're just heaving up fucking half quarters, no one's gonna care, and you're gonna lose all dramatic effect. It seemed like a character kind of thing and like a horror. I was neither scared nor did I care about the characters. Mm-hmm. Supernatural, like I, I don't even give a fuck why they can do this shit. <laughs> It just didn't draw me in at all. So I mentioned that this reminds me of an old school 1980s horror film, particularly Carrie, which came out in 1976. But, oh, well, I'll say 80s, 70s, whatever. I dropped it. I dropped it down wow. to two. I think part of the problem with this is Mr. Keith Thomas directed this film 
like he had 1984 technology mm. um, with the the dramatic corny music with all of that. It's kind of reminiscent of that old school. Like I said, though, like when I watched Carrie, I kind of felt the exact same way. That's why I was like, how the hell does this have a 95? Like it, overbearing music and everything. Like I, I still gave it an eight. It's single digits. Mm. But I, I do like I think it unapologetically was trying to kind of tap into that old school kind of tap into the original. And I don't know how much this differs from the original or not. That would definitely um, go into key elements. But I was not going to watch the 1984 version of this after watching this one. Um, but I think there is a little bit of that. Like they wanted it to be kind of that corny 80s horror film. So it got eight points for that. The reason why it doesn't go any higher even if Keith Thomas came out and said, this is exactly the movie I wanted to make. I wanted to be this bad on purpose. Um, <laughs> it's just a different time. It's a different genre. Like I said, the movies have evolved and there's a reason like you don't go back into the well and, and remake a 1980s movie doing exactly the same shit you did in 1980. Exactly. Um, so I, I gave it a little bit of love cause I felt like it kind of gave um, not love, but kind of drew onto that old school of the genre, but it's still bad. Let me ask you something. This is the first fire starter that the original one was never made. What's it getting? See if I in probably lower, probably lower. Cause it wouldn't be influenced on that, that past because in theory it would have a chance to become a 2020, 2022 horror film, not remake an eighties horror film. That's on, if it's just yeah. a 2022 horror film based on a probably Stephen lower. King novel yeah. that low or that long ago, probably lower. I, I, I don't disagree that it was very intentional trying to make it that way. Yeah. It's just, they already fucked it up once. Why are you trying to make the exact <laughs> same movie? Why is this getting greenlit? Yeah. I, How about I don't, that? I don't fucking get it. What's the point of this? This feels like the most, what the point is this ever? <laughs> that wasn't a sentence. This feels like the most, what the point is it? Whatever. <laughs> Characters. Um, I gave it a four. Driven heavily by my boy Irv. My favorite guy in this film. Yeah, I gave it a five, and I, I like Zac Efron. I think in he, this film or in general? No, just in general. Yeah, I, Zac Efron's cool. I, I don't dislike him. I think he can be funny in certain roles and everything. And you know, who Zac Efron is—he's like a B minus Channing Tatum to me. I, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, they got to have the same agent. Like roles Channing turns down go to Zac. Like if they're like a, except Baywatch, Baywatch Channing was ba- busy with Baywatch. That's why. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's my take there. Yeah, I. it just seems like they put in a descriptive of, like, this character. And then in the height thing, if they put tall, they get Channing Tatum. If they put short, they get Zac Efron. That's fair. I, I still feel like if you look at a cinematography, though, there's a little bit of, like, Channing turned this one down. Or they wanted someone maybe a little bit younger. Let's go with Zac. Like, I feel like when they envision roles for people, they're like, they envision Channing Tatum. They're like, uh, maybe not Channing. But Zac Efron would be perfect. Like, I'm thinking of Neighbors 2 or 3 or whatever Neighbors he's in. 2. He's in, he's in Neighbors. If just one. So he's in both of them. Yeah. Channing Tatum's younger. That's his his uh, role to lose. Channing Tatum's younger? No, if he is younger. Oh. That is his role to lose. <laughs> I was about to be blown away. Um, God, he really hasn't done much. I'm trying to look at Charlie St. Cloud. Yeah. I can see Channing Tatum being in that. A million percent. I'm sure he was in a movie just like it. And then fucking... Um, no, he definitely was in a movie just like <laughs> it. And then fucking... I mean, the Ted Bundy thing, I guess that's maybe not... Yeah. That's the most he's kind of... 
gone off of it. Um, he's been in other stuff like the disaster artists and stuff. I haven't seen, um, what's the other one? Oh, fucking Baywatch. Channing could have totally been in Baywatch. Yeah. The rock was probably like, he's too tall. Yeah. Be competition. Yeah. Yeah. I just, eh. I like him. Zach Efron. He's not good in this though. And everyone else is atrocious. He's Zach Efron's 35. Yeah. They'll list it as 34. So 34. October. Channing Tatum, 42. Eight years, eight year difference. They um, eventually play like a big brother, little brother, but like adults type thing, right? Step Brothers Two, the reboot. <laughs> Please don't ever touch. They that. gained so much, like compared to the original actors to these actors, the muscle mass gain combined is just—it's got to be insane. Yeah, but it would be significantly worse. Yeah, a lot, a lot worse. Enjoyment tie. Did you give your character score <laughs> four? Yeah, I did. Okay, I gave five. All right. Yeah, enjoyment. Little girl sucked in this, by the way. Everyone's not was good. bad. Mom Just was really bad. The writing was bad. Writing was bad. The, the lines. villain woman was bad. The It reminded me of Morbius' lines. Like the kind of villain guy who's like the hired person. Really bad. Yeah, the lines, yeah. Script. Dialogue. Screenplay. The screenplay. Screen. Let's see. Who wrote the screenplay? Scott Teams. What has he written? Wow, that's a short list. No, just the picture of him. He looks he's kind of terrifying. <laughs> uh, Halloween Kills. He wrote on Narcos Mexico, which I think was, like, actually good. Rectify. Never, never heard of it. The Quarry. Okay. Directed that as well. Not good in this. Mm-mm. Not good. Enjoyment, tie. I gave this a three. Give it a four. I gave it a three because I got a little bit of laughs out of it, how bad it was. That always gives it, it always gets a little bit more love when you get laughs at how bad it was hmm. instead of Thunder Force where it's just outright bad. You're just bored with, with the misery. Um, the only time I laughed was when the baby bursted into flames. Baby burst into flames and Herb. Herb's punch. Herb's punch. Yeah. Only two times I laughed. Um, and it wasn't that scary, which gave it a point for me because hmm. I was, you know, last night in Soho, which is a, much better movie than this. I will admit that wholeheartedly. I mean, it gets double the score I this got. You know, that was terrifying. So that got a one. This, not as scary. Gave it a three. <laughs> yeah, I... I don't know. I put it at a four. Like, I wasn't... Just keep it. Don't it was, change it. No, I'm not going to change it. It's just I'm trying to explain why... It, it wasn't painful to watch. Yeah, like, it just... It was short. If this movie's a two-and-a-half-hour yeah. movie, it's the hardest one I've ever given. Yeah. But it's just in, it's out. You don't hate anyone like Artemis Fowl. Yeah. Yeah. Little girl, like, she was a you bad actor. You kind of feel a little but... bit of pity. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, like, I'm upset at Zac Efron's agent <laughs> for putting him in this. Because he, he feels so out of place. Does the girl, so we're casting, like, a family movie. We're casting, like, a family um, survival movie where they get, like, stranded somewhere. Okay, Ty? Okay, yep. Does this girl make the cast of our, our, our the bad cast? We're trying to cast bad. It's a bad family, like bad actors. Okay. Does she make the cut? Because right now the only one I can think of off the top of my head is Those Who Wish Me Dead. Is that the right movie? The fire movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The dad. The dad. He's definitely lead actor of the father. He's the father. So in here's the thing. It's going to be like. Morbius maybe in it? Jared Leto? No. That's an Academy Award winner. <laughs> I don't like Jared Leto. Gal Gadot for the sleeper cameo. There we go. Yeah. 100%. She's too big name to be full in it, but she's. So the dad from Those Who Wish Me Dead. Okay. The grandpa is Clint Eastwood. 
We're getting like okay. a Simpsons family thing. We're just the grandpas on the trip with the family. Artemis Fowl's son. This is the girl. So we need a mom. We do need a mom who's a terrible actress. Um, just, I'm just trying I mean, to. Are we just through. going with any Melissa McCarthy role? <sighs> <laughs> so the Melissa McCarthy, but that means that her husband has written this movie. <laughs> okay, directed by her husband. Yes, directed by her husband. Okay, I'm I'm with it. She entirely makes the cut. I'm with it. Okay, that's that's a good casting. That's if our goal is to make a really bad movie, that's a good casting. I think we just made a really bad movie. <laughs> this is like a money laundering scheme where like we get a hundred and fifty million dollar budget for this. And we just cast the cheapest, worst actors we can find. <laughs> Love it. What'd you give it for your final score, Jay? Um it got a nice oh, let me scroll back down here. It got a nice twenty two out of a hundred tie. Ooh. That's tough. That's real that's a really low score. That's with an eight. That's with an eight. Yeah. I give it a nineteen. <laughs> we are under twenty. It is tied for like I've given a sixteen, a seventeen, and two eighteens, and now a nineteen. Yeah, this is like my sixth or seventh lowest. I've given a sixteen Morbius my lowest score ever. Um, a 17 to Fantastic Four, and 18 to The Last Airbender, 18 Thunder Force, 22 for this. Damn, you really gave Morbius a 16. I didn't like that movie. I gave it a 30. It wasn't good, but it wasn't. It was bad. Don't say it wasn't bad but when he got a 30, tie. Well, I mean, I never said it wasn't bad, but it wasn't worse than this. Artemis Fowl, only a 22. I would think it would be lower for how much we talk about it. Is it Colin Farrell? Is that the Colin Farrell effect? Yeah, I do like Colin Farrell a lot. Man, they fucked up. I just really hated that fucking kid. (laughs) It's the worst. This movie finishes at 131st out of 134 movies. Only ahead of The Fantastic Four, The Last Airbender, and Thunder Force. Thunder Force, the worst rated movie of all time by us. Right behind Norma the North, baby. (laughs) Just... (laughs) I mean, you can't look at these and tell me Morbius doesn't fill out a place in this group. It, I did not like that film, Ty. Cry Macho. Such a fucking bad movie. Were we too hard on Tom and Jerry? No, that movie was boring. You gave it a 41. If anyone was too hard, it was you then. Yeah, well, that's what I'm asking. Was I too hard with Tom and Jerry? I, probably. But you said no. You just said well, no. you said we. I think where it landed is fair. Okay, I think I was a little too hard on it. You were a little too soft. I, you know what that difference was? Without even going back and listening to the pod, I've always say Key Elements is like the easiest thing to get points for for me. Yeah. I was probably like, it's a dumb kids movie. Like, kids are going to like this. And oh, you were probably like, like, no, I was fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably right. That's exactly what happened there. Do you remember when we watched that? Uh, Arizona. In John's house. Yeah, fucking piece of shit John. <laughs> uh, John was our Airbnb host when we went to Arizona last mm. February, and all of us liked him. Great guy. He was very nice to us. He was like a pilot and like a doctor and all this stuff. Had a nice old house. And Tyler hated him. He was very – he said we could use his barbecue. He could go in his hot tub, whatever. You guys – no, no, no. We even was, bought him a, a present. Yeah, you you guys fucking got him a present and treated it like, oh, he's so kind for letting us stay here. It was a transaction. We paid him money. That wasn't out of the kindness of his heart. He took a significant amount of money for us from us. He's not buddy buddy with us. He's just a fucking guy who owns a house. <laughs> what Fuck a dick that guy. You're a dick, Ty. Oh, John, I thought you were talking about John. John's a dick. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Firestarter, bad movie. Bad movie, Ty. Superhero. Oh, you know what? Before this, how about this? 
Before we do our superhero five things, I'm going to give you the random Rotten Tomato thing now. Oh. If you can get within – I feel like this is easy. So I'm going to say if you can get within 5%. I know that's a small <laughs> – What the fuck, But man? no, you'll, when I say the movie, you'll know why it's easy because okay. it's, it's very much on one side of the scale. If you get within 5%, you can go first. Okay. Firestarter, how about The Shape of Water? That the that the M Night Shyamalan? No, that's no, the where she the falls one. in love with the mermaid. I want to say oh. it won an Oscar. It was at least that just nominated. helped. That just helped me so much because I couldn't remember if this was a really, really, really bad movie shouldn't or have really, told really you that. good. You shouldn't have because I was I was probably leaning towards really bad. Um, it won best director, best original score. Mm. Oh wait, that's at the British Academy Awards. Hold on. Um, the I mean, British that makes Academy sense. Film Awards. I didn't think England had a, like an Oscars. You're just all America, Ty. <laughs> well, there's so many British actors in America. I thought like, like if they release stuff, we were like Academy Awards. You know it I mean? won best picture, one best director, one best original score and one best production design. Okay. Directed by Guillermo de Toro, del Toro. <sighs> that feels like a really good movie, but like a not for everyone kind of thing. 462 reviews. 84%. 8% off, 92. Damn, really? 92, 72 audience. So you get the first overall pick. I do, Ty, and I got to pull up my phone here. I wrote these on my phone. I went very practical, so I know we're not going to have any overlapping. I mean, if we're somewhat similar, I'll have to just think on the fly because I only thought of five. <laughs> because they're very precise. Okay, so while we're doing this... I, I also thought of these, but I thought of these as in the fact that there's no supervillains in the world. Yeah. So, like, what would I actually use? Like, I don't have, exactly. to, be, I don't have to be Superman. Exactly. But, like, what would work good for me in a day-to-day scenario? Exactly. Now, I also want to say I brought some humility to these picks because I don't think it would be cool to have superpowers that you can abuse all the time. So oh. I kind of added some caveats to some of them. Because I want to appreciate the powers. I want to keep the appreciation of my superpowers. Okay. <laughs> so I'm kickstarting with number one, the ability to predict one big underdog in sports betting a week. Just one. I don't want to be limited able, yourself. Yeah, I don't want to be able to predict every single game because then I'm going to ruin sports for myself. Yeah. I, I just be like, oh, are the Dodgers going to win? Okay, let me put a bet in. One big underdog. Every Monday, I check my newsletter. Now, are you going to limit how much you can bet on that game? No, I can bet as much as I want. That's, oh. the, that's the brilliant thing. I get rich off this. So it's just compounding interest. You give it a month and you're fucking. This is pretty much just printing money. Yeah. But turning it, I turn it into sports betting because it just it fits me. Now, hold on a minute here, though. Like, if you can predict one big underdog a week, is it just a random underdog? Like, what if they're, like, plus 105? Well, it'll be just the the biggest underdog of the week or something. I don't know. Just one big underdog. Big underdog, so not 105. But it's just random. It's not like you can yeah. look at a game. I check my newsletter, my superpower newsletter, and I get it in my mailbox. Okay, what the about Clippers this? are going to win as 14-point underdogs on Thursday. Gotcha. In a February NBA game. And I'm going to say gotcha. $20 bet. It's more than that. What if your power was – I'm just throwing – you want to keep yourself humble here. You choose one game a week, and you can know if the underdog is going to hit or not. No, because I'd abuse that. Because then I would choose, like, Dodger World Series games, and I'd take the fun out of it. Because I wouldn't – I'm saying now I wouldn't want to do that, but in the stress-induced moment, I totally would. Mm. Okay. It's like when I watch my legal stream on Dodger games, and it's way behind. Sometimes I, when it's a high-pressure situation, I check the app to see what happens because I just don't want to see it. Got it. 
So that's my number one. Okay, I didn't I didn't give myself caveats. I just thought having superpowers would be really fucking cool. Super speed. <laughs> okay. Super oh, speed. Super speed. That's it. It's just super speed. I just want to run around like I feel like there's a lot How of other super speed. Like flash? Yeah. It's a reasonable like very fast. How does super speed work? Like can flash tone it down and run like Usain Bolt speed or is it like super speed or No, I don't think a it's like an on or off. I don't think like he like reaches over to like That acceleration's fast though. How do you tone that down? Well, I think it's like where we can like we can walk. We you have can to put a governor on yourself. We can speed walk. We can jog. We can run. We can sprint. He's just got multiple levels past that. I I, I apologize. I just have multiple <laughs> levels past that in this situation. Now, does any part of you like being called slow when we play wiffle ball and stuff? Did that come into this at all? Entirely gapped a golf cart once. <laughs> I think I'm already halfway there. <laughs> Number two. You're going to love this caveat. <laughs> the ability to teleport that I can Fuck. only use quarterly. <laughs> Once every three months, quarterly. Now, get- <laughs> time out, though. Like, if you teleport, then do you have to buy a plane ticket back? Okay, so I, I get the, the two-way. It's a two-way. It's a round-trip teleport. Yeah, round-trip quarterly teleport. So, like, once a year, you can open a portal. Four times a year, quarterly. Quarter- I apologize. Four <laughs> times a year, you can open a portal that you can then go through. But then yeah. you have to – it only closes once you go back through. And yeah. then you can't open another Well, I'm portal. not thinking portals. I'm thinking like – and I can, I make the rules. This is my superpower. I yeah. could bring like, what, five people with me? Whoever you're like, like you're touching Locked hands, yeah. yeah. We'll lock hands in a circle. I close my eyes. We all close our eyes, and then boom, you just appear. Gotcha. That's that's how I envision it because there's times you just you just don't want to pay for plane tickets. You want to go on family vacations and not have to pay Pretty for much. flights. Well, not have to sit on the flight. Gotcha. But it'd be nice to be like, hey, we're going to Italy. Italy. There I am. How fast do you think this teleportation happens? Instantly. Close your eyes. Boom. So you're traveling faster than the speed of light? Yeah. We're defying fucking physics, bro. Because I want to like, if I have super speed and you can teleport, I want to be here and like first one to Paris wins. <laughs> I te- You were going to take teleporting and super speed? Because you said damn it when I said teleporting. It was, it was. What's the point of teleporting well, if so you have here's, super speed? Here's the thing. I kind of fucked up my list because... I did it kind of categorically. So I have three that were just le- like transportation. Okay. So I had super speed flying and teleportation. Okay. No one's taken flying yet. Maybe we still use it. Maybe we don't. Okay. But it was just three versions of I don't want to have to drive slash fly anywhere. But I want to appreciate it because mm. if I could teleport everywhere, I'm going to lose sight of the reason I wanted to teleport in the first place. Oh. That, old, that old saying is it's not about – where you, no, no, that's not the same. not about where you're going. It's not. It's, it's the, the it's not journey. The destination. It's the journey. Yeah, something like that. You lose the entire journey. Yeah. So there's times like if there's traffic on the cone pass, I don't want to be able to teleport past it every time. I want to be able to keep myself humble. Gotcha. I do. I don't ever want to deal with traffic again. <laughs> What's your number two, Ty? Oh man, my number two. I'm a. I'm gonna go mat. Uh, matter manipulation. So I can just change things into anything that I want, essentially. It's like the only superpower you need, technically, then. Yeah. No, it seems really overpowered. <laughs> um, I'm just thinking Your about it. Your second like, pick is just the ability to do whatever you want. Well, no, 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 no. I can't fly. I can't, like... Yeah, but you could make a case you could manipulate the matter in the air to put denser molecules under you to pretty much lift you up and make you levitate. No, so you're, you're doing too much now. Okay. <laughs> My uh, So I'm giving myself caveat. Oh, okay. I can look at something... And change it to something else. 
but I can't like make it fly or do any. I can just change it to something. Give me an example of what you would want to change. Oh, fuck. Water to wine. Jesus. Okay. Don't ever have to buy alcohol again. And you could create a religion after yourself. People would think you'd be the second coming. You could troll people. Say that That'd be the, pretty fucking sick. the resurrection is coming or whatever the fuck that's called. Yeah. Judgment Day. Ju- what is that called? Judgment Day? I don't know. There's like a, there's a word for that. I don't know. It just seems pretty cool. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking for like food too. Like if I'm hungry and I don't like. I could get a cold pizza and turn it into a hot pizza. <laughs> I don't have to wait for it to cook. So this goes back on your our micro. Have we peaked in the microwave technology <laughs> yes. discussion? I <laughs> am the next evolution of microwaves, but it's not like I can control heat. I'm just changing that. Oh my god, that's fucking funny. I love that time. My number three <laughs> is the ability to talk to animals, mostly so I could talk to Maurice. But I want to be able to turn it on and off. Like I don't want to hear what he's saying all the time. Mm. Right now he'd be complaining about his ears because we wash his ears. I want to like have a switch. What if you can t- control it? Does he know when it's on or off? No. It's up to me. Oh, okay. Because then he would bug me. Well, when he, I turned it on, he'd like yeah. get everything out real quick. But any animal. But like, how how upset would you be if you turned it on and caught him like mid conversation talking shit about you? <laughs> We'd have to talk about it. And I could communicate back, obviously. Okay, he can understand yes. you. So he also gets a superpower, and this is like a two for one. He can communicate with sure, humans yeah. while well, you any, can communicate well, with animals. But any any animal can communicate with me, so. Gotcha. I'm like fucking. It's Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, you're Doctor Doolittle. Yes, yes, but there's a switch to turn Doctor yes. Doolittle on and off. Exactly. Okay. Now, would you use this power to become like a vet? Maybe. I don't know. I got if a bunch of money from you. sports betting, so. Uh, yeah. I won't be like a true vet. I'll be like a as seen on TV, like Doctor Oz, but like a vet. Oh. Where like people bring their dogs, like the better Caesar Milan. People bring their dogs to me and be like, "What's the problem?" And then I'll turn it on and be like, "Oh, he just got something stuck in his teeth." Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, my God. But I won't actually, like, perform procedures or anything. I'm not qualified no, no, for that. No, 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 no. But mostly just, like, like you go into the vet's office, and you turn it on, and it's a dog just sitting there like, hey, doc. <laughs> and you're just like, what's going on? And you're just like, ah, I'd, I'd fucking be- worms in my asshole. <laughs> you're like, oh, here's a fucking. I'd be a fake, I'd be a fake science doctor. Gotcha. Much. That's what I would do. Doctor without the PhD. Exactly. Dr. Oz. I don't know if he has a PhD or not, but. I think he does. What's your third? <sighs> My third one. Now, this this would work as flying. It's telekinesis. What's the difference between telekinesis you control and shit your with matter your control? What's the difference between that and your matter? I didn't want to make one of them overpowered. So one, I can change objects. The others, I can lift and move it around. <laughs> okay. So now now I could essentially like put things underneath me and like fly away. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I really don't like commuting. <laughs> Anything to make me commute less. Oh, Ty, how has your commute been? How's the two fifteen? It's just not been? even. It's not even that bad. It's not that bad, but I just hate it. On Fridays, it probably. Gets I fucking a hated choppy. when I worked five minutes away from home and can go home for lunch at work. I work from home, so yeah. I I don't mind working somewhere with other people. I would just prefer to like live in a property attached to my work. Okay. Moving an RV on the lot. There we go. <laughs> Make that happen. <laughs> oh, I love it. Telekinesis and matter control. You're just fucking overpowered. Meanwhile, my number four tie is the ability to fix global warming and, hold- and world hunger. I'm not thinking about myself. I'm thinking about everyone else. Global warming and matter control. I could show up to like a impoverished 
like drought ridden country and just be like, yo, water. Yeah, and you'd fucking call yourself Jesus. You already established <laughs> that. I, I don't want I don't want the fame. I just want to be able to snap my fingers and undo all the irreversible harm we've done to this planet. What was it? World hunger and peace? And climate control. Climate control. Yeah, or climate change, whatever. Now, is that something like you can actively control the weather or it's just like a I don't know, we'll get back fixed. to that later. This is just like a fixed. Okay. Yeah. But fixed and fixed forever. Come up with some science solution where the carbon dioxide all we burn is like just disappears pretty much. That feels like it could, that's a slippery slope if there's no repercussions for anything. Like there's going to be like, I, I don't know, deforestation. Lots of de- – all the trees are going to be gone because of you. Cause there's How no- about my power is just like convincing humans that it's real? <laughs> well, that. Well, okay, yeah, I like that power. <laughs> there Fuck <we> yeah. <laughs> You're just like, hey, this is actually a problem we should do something about. And they're just like, okay. <laughs> That's a fucking sick power. There's the power. You know, Ty, speaking about, like, the Earth and stuff, I told you about how part of my take had this astrophysicist on, and they were talking about the multiverse and everything. Yeah. I don't know if there was, like, it wouldn't be a religion. I think I believe in the multiverse. Okay. I genuinely do. Because you think about how all the How many times have you watched Doctor Strange? Once. Okay. How many times have you watched Everything Everywhere All at Once? Once. Okay. No, but I'm just thinking, like, in theory, like, you think about, if they think our universe is infinite or whatever, why can't there be other universes, technically? And, like, you think about how perfect the Earth is and how livable it is, and you make, like, people say if the force of gravity was a little bit less or a little bit more, there would be, no, like, the whole entire universe wouldn't have any habitable life. And here we are, and it's like, well, you know, some people say that is because of, you know, God, and if you do, God bless you. Um but what if it is because there's just multiple universes and we just so happen to exist in one of the ones where we can exist in? Hmm. And that's how it works. And there's so many of them. You know what I don't understand? What? How they say our universe is infinite but also growing. How's infinite getting bigger? Can't wrap my mind around it. I can't either. Maybe it's like the number line. The number line goes forever. But the universe is counting up and up. But like, if there's no edge, how do we know that edge is getting bigger? I, because uh, stuff is moving from the center. So I don't think it's necessarily getting bigger. It's like expanding. Expanding and getting bigger are just synonyms. Those mean but the it's same not, thing. It's like not getting larger because the universe isn't like a donut that's growing. It's a bunch of empty space that's spacing out more and more and more. I don't know. Black holes. That seems to be the answer to everything. Black holes are fucking wild. Did you know there was a picture of like the black hole in the center of our universe? Like first ever or something like that that just came out? Really? It's like super fucking blurry. You can't yeah, even really I'm sure. Yeah. It's one of those pictures where it's like, oh my God. And it's just like a red ring. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Space is crazy, man. You know what makes me sad is like all the things we've learned about space and everything is just going to be gone when we all fucking kill ourselves because of climate change yeah. and everything in a hundred years. Even if we do fix it, the sun's going to just expire. In a billion years, yeah. But if the multiverse exists, then maybe multiple consciousness exists. Like when I die, then I just take over consciousness in another universe there we go i don't know my next uh superpower is that how you time travel the multiverse because is every universe in the same time as ours or is it like there's a universe where it's the exact same as ours but it's like 1864 well did let, i just create time travel well let's explain because my next superpower is time travel <laughs> i'm saying it as that you was brought not it up. planned that was not yeah planned. no my next it's time travel 
was that an example of time travel right there? <laughs> Multiverse? <laughs> I Fucking maybe. Um, I thought about putting this on, but I, I didn't. So I want to be able to time travel. Um, forward and backwards? Yeah, or just backwards? Yeah, yeah, forward and backwards. See, if I was, I was going to set the parameter. I could only go backwards. Okay. No, forward and, and like observe. I didn't want to do butterfly effect. Fuck it. Backwards. Only backwards? Only backwards. But that's where you do the butterfly effect. No, no, but same thing. Okay. Can't fuck nothing up. Okay. But. Do you really want to go forward? No, no, no. I can go backwards. I can go backwards and I can do butterfly effect. And if I fuck shit up, I just tell back. Like, I, I go back, like, when I go oh, to modern time to my timeline. I, there's just branch timeline yeah. that has no repercussions for me. One of those. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, along these lines, have you seen the thing going around? Um, I don't know where it's going around, but I've seen it. <laughs> if you could go back in time with all the knowledge you have now. How would you stop 9-11? Hmm. What would you do? Like actual events, like actual game plan. Because like if you just say, hey, 9-11 is going to happen, they're going to think you're the terrorist. Okay, this might sound fucked up. Okay. Nope, I'd end up killing just as many people. Um, Explain it. I was going to say like, I don't know, it didn't make sense. I was going to say like, setting a bomb off in the airport that the, the people were in, but then I realized I'd just kill more people. I don't know. Hey, not a big bomb. Or a small bomb. I think I would have to kill them. Because I don't think anyone would believe you unless you went to like, like, the CIA. You don't know who they are, right? Well, if I, I know everything. Oh, I don't know. Can everything you know now. Are? No, no, no. I mean. Everything I know now, I can't stop it because I don't know that much. I know that the planes happened and. Okay. Mark Wahlberg. You get to I do would it. tell Mark Wahlberg not to sleep through his alarm because he said that if he was on that plane, 9-11 wouldn't have happened. That's what I would do. <laughs> Fucking Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> you would time travel outside of Mark Wahlberg's house and just like throw rocks at his window. So get woke up, up, bitch. Yeah. Did he have a ticket for that plane? I think that's the story that he I was... mean, that just can't... That's entirely made up though, right? He probably was supposed to fly out like five days later. And that was just... Like a story he goes with. Yeah, I think Seth MacFarlane, too, is another one who said he was supposed to be on that flight and overslept or something like that. There's just, I mean, that's it's a lie. It's and, entirely a yeah. lie. I don't know, though. I don't know what I would do. What would you do? I don't, I don't know. And also, like, if I can time travel and go back and stop 9-11, but then I just go back to my timeline where 9-11 still very much did happen, I can just keep going back and try different things, see what happens. Yeah. I think I could... I think if I have, like, multiple attempts, I could stop them. I would buy a ticket and stop them. Did you know Bush's approval rate after 9-11 went up to, like, 84%? Yeah. It's, like, the we highest, also lost, like, like, ever. $3 trillion that morning. Really? <laughs> you haven't heard about that? No. Government budget or whatever, it was just, like, a... I don't know if it was a trillion. I think, like, $3 billion. Just no one knows where it went. Like, that morning, that week, something like that. We also declared the war on terror against people who had, like, nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's wild. My number, travel, so. <laughs> my number five is uh, control the climate, but only once a week. For how long? The whole day. You get a full day. Perfect. This is mostly wiffle, wiffle ball, ball, golf. Wiffle ball, fuck wiffle yeah. Wiffle ball and golf. That's all it really is. Okay. Like, I want a perfect 77 degrees, zero mile an hour winds. Maybe day. maybe like one mile an hour, but blowing out this direction. <laughs> Just give us a little bit of loft on the walls. That's what I would do. But only once a week. Okay. I'm, again, I'm, I'm limiting myself. In this situation where we have all these powers, do we gentlemen's agreement we don't get to use them? 
What do you mean? I can't use my super speed to get to first base. Oh, of course. Okay. I mean, none of my powers help me with this. I'm talking to animals, and I'm winning sports bets, and I'm... Really limiting yourself. Yeah. I told you, I want to stay humble. Teleporting, ability to convince everyone global warming is real. That doesn't help with wiffle ball. You're the one that can move matter and shit with your fucking mind, fucking Dr. X, Professor X. I don't know what he actually does. I've not never that. seen an X-Men no, movie. definitely not that. Doesn't he, he goes into people's consciousnesses. Yeah. Telekinesis, I think, is, is like where you move shit. It's like Abra from Tele- Pokemon. Telepathic. It's like like brain. Brain shit. What's your fifth and final? Is it that you could use 100% of your brain because you only use 10%? <laughs> it's not. It's, um... I don't know if that would be useful, though, for everyday life. I was going to say, like, Ant-Man, like, get really small and get really big. That's the five four, and you're talking. Well, I was, I don't know, I, five six. Be kind of cool to be small, and like. Is your superpower just your six foot six? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, I'm doing changing size, so I can, and I'm strictly. Yeah, I'll do a caveat. I can only use it while we're playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time we played basketball? I don't know, but the next time we play basketball, you're fucked. You're seven feet tall. Yeah. Yeah, that would be kind of fucked. Imagine me- Miko if you had to play someone taller than him. He'd be useless. He'd be so bad at basketball. Sorry, Miko. I know That's you're his listening. entire basketball skill set is being tall. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> I love you, Miko. What's your honorable mentions? Because I didn't write down any honorable mentions. Um, so I did do change size. Depending on how this draft went, I put uh, controlling the elements, kind of like Avatar The Last Airbender, because that shit looks, looks super fucking cool. Okay. So like basically matter manipulation, but I just want to be able to like shoot fire out of my hands. Um, shape shifting. You could technically argue that matter manipulation. You can manipulate the matter in yourself to do that. You're over. You're overthinking. I'm thinking very baseline. Change this to this. Okay. You're just way overdoing that one. <laughs> um, flying super strength. But like, I, I'll be honest. I'm not getting in a lot of fights. I'm a reasonable amount of strength for what I need to do. Okay. I don't think I need super strength. I don't think so either, Ty. Like I'm, I'm fairly strong. I had some like R-rated ones that I'm just not going to say because my parents listen to this occasionally. So, um, should I use your parents' names? No, Jason's parents. I've never called you guys that. Stop listening, please. Jason, continue. How about the ability to just like last like four hours? <laughs> I thought you were going to say like. <laughs> Just like four minutes. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine? Shit, that too would be fucking superpower. Yeah, that kind of goes along with to be able to like shape shift. Not shape, uh, change size. That, I want to proportionally change size. That's it though. I wouldn't do any like manipulation because that's just not cool. Because I could see like a lot of dudes would, one of their powers would be like make so-and-so always in the mood. Oh, that's manipulative. I don't like that. Yeah. It's not, it's not good. I wouldn't do it. What about like x-ray vision? X-ray vision blows my mind because at what limit does X-ray vision stop? Because if you can see through everything, yeah. you see nothing. Yeah. But like maybe it's like a like how your eyes can focus on something up close or focus on something far away. Like you do that and everything else. Can you is toggle X-rayed. it? Do I have like a toggle in my brain where it's just like one layer, two layers, three layers, four? Would that? But, you already kind of do. Like, your eyes focus on something close, focus on something Okay, far but there's away. only so many things I could look at now. If you have x-ray vision, you're theoretically looking through literally everything. 
No, 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 but that's what you're not understanding is you can focus it to where you're not looking through something at a specific But there's distance. so many layers, Ty. How would I focus it? How would I focus it from your skeleton to the house across the street to a, inside the house across the street all the way to fucking Target? Same way you just choose what you want to look at. But the, like right go, now there's only two layers. No, no, but here's the thing is like the layer starts and like you're focused up close. Like you can't – you can see through this and then it just keeps going until you say stop and you're focused on that That sounds like a thing. migraine. And that sounds like a lot of fucking tuning I have to do at all times. Okay, but like, I don't, I don't know. What's the purpose of X-ray vision? Oh, you said like X-rated. That seems like something a oh. pervert would choose. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It came full circle. Notably, not on my list. <laughs> came full circle. I respect boundaries. Next week, Ty, Chippendale Rescue Rangers looks like an absolute banger of a movie. I think I'm going to enjoy it. I love when film properties throw me the slop. They throw me other properties. That's why I got into the MCU, even though it's a little bit different than that. I love Wreck-It Ralph 2. I thought Space Jam was fine. Space Jam 2. This has a pretty good trailer, and it's got an 82% Rotten Tomatoes, even though you shit on it. It does. I thought it wasn't going to be that good. I'm still undecided. This movie might not be for me. I could love it. I Immediately when I heard it before the cast, I said not a fucking chance. Yeah, and I feel like you're. It, whatever you give, it's going to be 14 <clears throat> points lower than what it should 14 be. 14 is so many. Yeah, that's how biased you are sometimes. 14 points is the difference between... Just like Eternals. You gave it 14 points higher than you should have because... Many Saints of Newark and, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Just like Eternals. <laughs> Eternals are great. I, you gave it 14 points higher than you should have because it's MCU. I mean, just not true. I fucking love that movie. It was great. My, did I tell you I rewatched it last week? Yeah, you did. <laughs> so fucking good. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Everyone watch it. Comes out Disney Plus. No theaters needed. This Friday, the twentieth. We will review it next Wednesday. Ty, that's I feel all like, I got for you. I feel. No, it's following week is when we start having TV shows to talk about. Yes. Just Chippendale Rescue Rangers next week. Yep. We'll, we'll find something else to go with that. Yes, we will. This turned into a quite the pod and a great conversation. It's a good time. Absolutely. Good time. I love shitting on movies. Can't wait for next week. No comment. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's Culture Rated Collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.